This week we look at drag racing on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. Matt Forbes has just unveiled a brand new beast for his 2014-15 campaign on the Australian drag racing circuit. And the Corvette, it's been getting a lot of attention and turning a lot of heads. Certainly has, Craig. It's a quite unique vehicle to a, the drag strips in Australia, that's for sure. Can you explain to the listener what Roadster, a super gas Roadster, will look like? Well, the super gas Roadster, basically it's a 957 Corvette and it's a topless model, so a convertible, for want of a bit of a word. But it's now class racing, the 990 Supergas racing, the Roadsters and the NHRA in America have got really popular because they just offer so much vision at the finish line when a lot of action takes place. Now, you've uh, brought the car in from the United States where it was built by Don Davis. Correct, yeah. Don Davis race cars are, are fantastic. They, they build purpose-built specific Supergas cars. The chassis are designed to react. We run on a Pro Tree, so all the ambers flash together. They're designed to react and flip the wheels up out of the beams. And then when a the throttle stop comes off about 300 foot into the run, they've got a big tyre in the back, a 3316, and they really, the chassis responds to the 1,000-plus you know, horsepower big block motors and, and chase down for a really big top-end mile-an-hour charge. How did you make contact with him to be able to make the purchase? Well, my original car was a Don Davis 27 Ford Road, so I've had a lot of success with when we won the championship in the Nationals with last year. And Tommy Phillips has been, a, uh, I guess, an idol of mine, a bit of a mentor for the past few years. And I've, I've stayed in contact with him, and uh, I always wanted to step up to a Corvette Roadster. And uh, he was at the Las Vegas race in uh, November last year, and he called me and he said, Matt, I've worked out a new deal with Don Davis Race Cars to get a new car. If you want to buy the 57 Vet, it's yours. So the deal was done then, and, um, you know, we've just shipped it in and, and got all the, the vinyl wraps done and, and just released it recently. Going into Defender Australian Championships this year it's going to be a, a, a bit of a, a sorting out period. You'll be going there with a car that you might not always know what it's going to do next. Exactly right. We're, we're leading the points at the moment and we've got you know three rounds left before the finals so we're in a really fortunate position because we haven't dropped the round since I guess 12 months. We're, we're, we've been on a really hot streak the new car, the, the main difference getting used to this is the mile an hour. It'll run 165-plus mile an hour at 990, so if we take a bit of power out early in the run, then we'll chase it. So it's probably going to be the fastest super gas car in Australia. So it's probably the passing speeds in the top end are probably going to you know, just get a getting used to they these cars are meant to drive like a, a limousine i haven't driven this corvette yet but they say they drive fantastic and respond well but it's just a passing speed most super gas cars in australia will run 145 to 150 mile an hour we're going to be about 165 plus so we're going to be right up there you run on a triple amber tree so it's a, a straight down the line drag race exactly right so it's well in super gas what we run we run to a 990 fixed index so basically it's a first to the finish line without going under 990. Our cars are capable of running much quicker. They've got a lot more horsepower. They'll run, this Corvette will run into the seven-second range if you let it eat and let it run all out. However, what happens, it's a super gas, is a, it's a chess game. So you'll take off at the start, you'll use all your weather stations and work out your barometric pressure, density, altitude, temperature, wind direction and speed. And you'll calculate how much time you have to take out of your run early. So from 60 foot to about 300 foot, my car will go back to around 4,000 RPM in top gear. Then... After I preset 
time that I've entered in, but I think it'll run 990. Mine will open back up to wide open throttle and, and I said, chase all the cars down in the deep end. So you want to come around and the advantage being the chaser, I guess, is that the, the guy in front of you can't see where you are, so he can break out or he can back off a bit early. You think you're not catching him and, and the, the power and speed of the Corvette should just, you know, put a sort of big advantage. You might have a strategy on how you'd run the car normally, but because of a crosswind at the 60-foot mark, you might actually have to completely change how you're going to program that run. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where the experience comes in. Like, we have a trailer paging system, so it's mounted on the trailer, and it pages us the weather every two minutes as we're up in the staging lanes getting ready to run. But also about your experience of being a race car driver, it's things have got to look right. So you'll take off down the track, and sometimes things don't look right. So we'll have overrides in the car. I can press a button to take a bit of time out, and you'll get to the finish line, and, and sometimes you, you'll you know you're on a fast run, and, you know, uh, as silly as it sounds, you can hit the brakes and send the other guy through, and you still win because you know you're on a fast run. So it all comes down to making sure it looks right at the finish line, and, um, yeah, there's certainly a lot of strategy and a lot of tactics involved. It's exciting. We love that style of racing because it's a really thinking man's bracket. When you're talking about the power plant on this, car it's it's quite unbelievable 9.8 liter v8 and uh, the horsepower figures must be staggering yeah it's, a, it's fantastic it's a, one of our associate sponsors in sunset racecraft racing engines out of out of lubbock texas they they do 500 of these top sports on the super gas big block chev motors per year we've got a 598 cubic inches makes over 1100 horsepower 1150 horsepower mark um, and it's got pretty much the best parts money combined it for the style of racing we're doing. It's it's going to be super powerful. Flat out, it would run in the seven-second range at over 170 mile an hour. Well, you're mentioning your sponsors there, and, of course, uh, buying these new cars, getting them all set up, doesn't come without the uh, financial support. And uh... Definitely. Lucas Oil products have just been fantastic to me. Their, their products are second to none. I first met the director of motorsport for Lucas Oil Products at uh, the Lucas Oil Open Day in Corona in California two to three years ago, and Tom Bogner and I become good friends quickly. He, ironically, has a 57 Corvette Roadster, the same as this car, very similar with a Sunset Power Plant, and he's just a, a great guy. And we got talking about the opportunities. The Lucas Oil are a company with a global vision. You know, they want to expand into all new markets. We have a Lucas Oil Products of Australia program where a lot of retailers are getting on board and selling the product and realising how good it is. We want to be part of their advertising campaign, so we put it on the 27 roads. So we've done a lot of promotional work for them and you know, had a great run and won the championship and become number one. And since then, we've purchased the Corvette, been back to America a few more times, speaking with the guys, and then Tom said, let's come out. We want to extend your program. We want to help you out. We want to you know, be with you for years into the future. We're doing a great job. So... It just yeah, we're really fortunate. We work hard at what we do, but we're just really fortunate. Lucas Oil products are just they're just fantastic. Now obviously you're moving out of the national championship car into the brand new car, which you hope will cover you much, much further over the next few years. What happens to the old car? Because do you sell it overseas? You surely don't want one of your competitors jumping into uh, such a good car that you're handing over. Yeah, absolutely. The car is for sale. Uh, I'm going to take it to Mildura at this stage in September. We've got a race meeting up there, and that 27 has just been deadly on the eighth-mile track. So we're on the short tracks. We'll take that up there. Um, the big block, the 1,100 horse, will be a bit too much to slow down for, for the eighth-mile track, so we'll take it up there. But it is on the market. I've had a bit of interest from overseas that would like to, to send the car back to the U.S. Um, 
but yeah, there's a few local competitors that are pretty keen to step into it as well. So we'll, we'll just see what happens. But you know, it's got a bit of sentimental value, so I'm, I'm pretty keen to put it up on my rafters at work at the moment. Just keep hold of it because it's won me so many races. Yeah, probably the best deal you could find is sell it back to the states and then get the uh, contract to drive it over there as well. Whenever uh, you can split your seasons, it's always a good thing. Yeah, oh, never say never. We've again, I've spoken to Tom Bogner from from Lucas Oil Products, and he drives a jet dragster as well. And he's offered me a ride in his 57 Corvette. Should we get over there? And, um, you know, we can get a wild card entry being an Australian champion winning national events here. Our, our Andrew license will be compatible over there. So there will be a chance in the future that I will be doing some NHRA events uh, under the Lucas Oil banner, which is incredible. Mm, well, it's very exciting. Now, I am a big fan of eighth of a mile uh, drag racing. And what's the what's the uh, feeling like, eighth of a mile to a quarter mile when you're sitting in the car? Sure, eighth of a mile, <clears throat> it sharpens your skills up. It's, you know, you've got 200 metres, you've got to get it all together. Reaction times are even more important on an eighth mile because you just can't recover. If you've had a reaction time disadvantage, uh, we do a fair bit of practicing and testing down at Portland. Um, they have a fantastic eight mile facility, and you know we'll run down there. It's you know on our super gas index of six thirty. It's unforgiving. You know, flat out the little red car it'll run in the low five second range. Uh, so if you've got a reaction time disadvantage, it doesn't leave you a lot to make up. Pretty much when you've done your job at the start line, um, the eighth of the mile will tell you everything. Even on a quarter of a mile, you'll get a big top end mile an hour charge. But uh, again, the start line's where it all happens. When we want to sharpen our skills up, we'll certainly go back to the eighth mile tracks and really hone in. And when you go to a quarter mile track, it just plays out a lot further in the deep end. But yeah, eighth mile tracks, if you want to sharpen up, get on one of those guys because they're, they're brutal. Mm. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Congratulations on the unveil and look forward to seeing how that uh, new roadster roars down these circuits right across Australia in the uh, upcoming spring and summer. Excellent, Craig. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.